Hi everyone. Um, as we enjoy our season break, I couldn't help myself uh, and wanted to get back in your ears, um, particularly because there's been a common theme that's been brought up in a lot of the coaching sessions that I'm doing with people that I thought, you know what, if it's coming up with, you know, the couples that I'm working with um, and individuals too, then it might actually be useful to kind of bring this up to you all, our community as well. Um, so I guess I'll I'll start with, look, essentially what is coming up is people are struggling to juggle it all. Um, I work a lot with uh, entrepreneurs and who are parents and um, they, you know, being an entrepreneur, your day is a bit less structured than perhaps, you know, a, having a nine to five job in a corporate, let's say, where you might have a more of a definitively clear role. Um, but really, uh, you know, for those of you who aren't entrepreneurs, this is still very kind of relatable because I think it flows on to just juggling, not just our jobs, but juggling everything in our lives. And how are other people doing it? Are other people finding it so much harder now that they've got kids uh, and things like that? So I really wanted to explore that with you today. I should mention that this is a parenthood uncut episode, which means we don't get it edited. So uh, if I stuff up or anything, you'll know about it. Um, so just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I want to start actually with a Instagram post that I saw that kind of really triggered me. And um, it was a fellow podcaster who I actually really respect and admire. And essentially there was a couple of posts, actually, it seems like a lot of the themes that she's putting up at the moment is she has help from her mum with the kids um, and she's finding it harder to accept the help. That was sort of one of the posts and then the other one was uh, something else. So let's start with that. So the first post that came up, she said, um, you know, when you are offered help, accept it. And I, look, I 100% agree. Um, and, you know, she was sort of saying, look, my mum wants to pick up the kids from school most days, um, but I am feeling like a bad mother in that I feel as though I should be the one picking them up from school. Um, it's taken me a while to accept the fact that I've got a business and other things I'm trying to do as well. And it's, I'm actually not a bad mother by not picking up my kids. I a hundred percent agree. You are not a bad parent, but if you don't pick up your kids from school, absolutely. I guess what triggered me was, wow, you are so privileged in being able to have someone pick up your children, you know, that even that as an option is is not an option for a lot of people. A lot of people are investing in after school care. They're trying to juggle their jobs and, and you know, commitments at home to try and do the pick up. And, you know, some people can't even, you know, be have a job because it just, it doesn't work with, you know, kids' demands. So for some reason, I just felt quite triggered because I th maybe also because I would love, you know, someone to be there, you know, most days helping me too. Right. And I think that would be the case for a lot of people. Um, so I was kind of just looking at that post going, Oh, you're finding it hard to accept the help that you, you know, so kindly have. Okay, sure. And I kept scrolling and I was like, mm, a bit triggered, but that's okay. Um, and then the next post more, you know, a couple of days later was, Oh, 
you know, my mum took um, the kids for a sleepover. I woke up at five. I'm feeling so great. And, you know, she's dancing around. I woke up at 5 a.m., did my meditation, had a full night's sleep, you know, and now I'm just like killing it with my day's work and, you know, you know, hashtag blessed. And again, I mean, this isn't really meant to be a bitch fest. There is a reason for um, me explaining this story. But essentially I was like, wow, I mean, God, I would love my kids to be able to have a sleepover and me to be able to wake up on a weekday feeling well-rested and all the things, right? And I was just kind of like, okay, again, I, and I, I'm not saying that on Insta, you always have to put in your down moments and not your happy ones. Absolutely. Let's celebrate the good times as well. But I guess, again, nothing towards her. I mean, that's fantastic. She's living her life, but um, I felt triggered because I thought, oh God, like I feel like my, I'm in disarray half the time. You know, I'm waking up to an elbow in the head by the kids and just feeling like, oh God, scrambling and then trying to negotiate arguments between them and not wanting to be in an angry mood, but then getting thrown in an angry mood because, you know, things are just getting a little bit too much and I'm trying to get out the door and, you know, trying to get the kids out the door and they're fighting me and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, God, wouldn't that be nice to just, (laughs) to just kind of wake up and go, wow, I can actually meditate and slowly get into my work and feel really, you know, blissful and you know so I think yeah there's probably definitely a level of envy there but also I was triggered right so and I think look the contents for that what is essentially most of us do not have the you know the fortune of having additional help with the children and we really are just trying to juggle it all and if I come back to my coaching clients you know they've been sort of saying like one of them actually has a a one-year-old kid and just turned one. So, I mean, firstly, for those of you who have kids under one, the first year is an absolute shit show. So please don't put pressure on yourself to try and achieve all the things because it's just not possible. I think, you know, with the sleep deprivation, um, that just, you know, kills anyone, but you're kind of in survival mode. So I'd say that to those who have children under one, for those who have, um, older children, um, Similarly to another a couple that I'm coaching, you know, there there is obviously a responsibility there to to do the things in the morning. But you know, for example, the mum with the older child um, is able to do a bit of meditation. She starts her day like that, and then she'll go off and make the lunches and bloody blah, blah. But I guess the the common thread with a lot of these conversations I'm having with my clients and even friends is we just feel like the day just goes so quickly and there's so many other things we want to get done and sometimes we're just like you know and then we find ourselves just procrastinating and scrolling on insta when we know we've got a million things to do um you know how do people juggle it and still achieve the things they want to achieve you know during the day and um Look, I, I, and I, I firstly can absolutely relate. Yesterday I had a day where, you know, the kids were taken care of during the day and I was sitting there and I was in a bad energy mode, I guess. And the weather here in Melbourne hasn't been great. So I was like, I could go for a run. Oh, it's so cold and misty. I can't be bothered, even though I know a run will help me get my energy up. Uh, so I sort of sat there and forced myself to do a couple of tasks and I knew that if I was in a really good energy mode, um, those tasks would have taken half the time and I'm just like, Ugh, and then off I go. And it was just, it just wasn't a very productive day. So, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. So, you know, okay. So given all of our competing priorities, 
given the fact that we can't all wake up in the way that we would like to wake up, uh, mind you, I do actually try to wake up a little bit earlier before the kids wake up to have a little bit of space before they wake up because I just find I need to ground myself a little bit before the chaos commences. Um, But even still, there are so many competing priorities for all of us, um, whether or not you have a career as well or you're a stay-at-home parent or whatever. Um, So how do we look to achieve the things that we're wanting to achieve in our day in the in the best way possible. I guess one of the tips I'm sort of telling my clients is things like identify where your energy lies throughout the day. So for someone like me, I am most crystal clear from a mindset perspective in the mornings. So I try to, at when I wake up, I usually wake up about 5.30. Um, when I do wake up, I've already got my list of things. Um, that's another thing I'll speak to, but I will always choose the most difficult task, the thing that I would most likely procrastinate on during the day. And I try to get that done first. Uh, so, you know, it might be for work. If it's the accounting stuff, I find that a little bit tiresome. So I'll just try to smash that out. Um, for those of you who don't have jobs, maybe it's something at home that you're like, Oh, I really need to get this done. Really can't be stuffed. Just, you know, that's the time. And yours might not be 5.30 in the morning, but, you know, finding the time in which you're most crystal clear to really get those more difficult tasks done is definitely one thing I recommend. Uh, we sort of have to be quite deliberate with the time now, given it is finite with, you know, with the opportunities that we have to achieve the things we want to achieve in amongst navigating children and family. So identifying where your energy lies, I think would, is a really great place to start. Another thing is I'm a bit of a to-do list kind of person, but identifying perhaps the, the key tasks that you have to do that day and then sort of circling your top three because let's be real the task list could probably go on forever but we want to think about okay all the tasks jot them down if you if you want to but then it is really about okay well what are the three things so if it's the you know the laundry is mounting up and I just you know there's just stuff everywhere I need to clean this house for example or put the toys away circle that one if that's your most highest priority you know if it's a work thing circle the thing that's the highest priority for you. Um, And then at least your focus is now minimized to three kind of key tasks. I find that really helpful. Um, And it enables me to sort of channel my attention and energy towards trying to achieve those three things. Another thing is I have a pretty vigilant schedule, which I know not everyone, you know, that doesn't work for everyone, but certainly in that schedule, or if you're not a scheduled person, maybe it's in your top three or top four, um, is identifying the thing that you can do for the day that will that is a bit of a self-care thing, right? I know that's a bit of a buzzword, but what's going to help you get your energy back when you're sitting there at three o'clock or, you know, two o'clock, if that's when your energy sort of dies off and you're like, oh, I've still got these other things to do, can't be staffed. And that's when you usually will go to Instagram or whatever. And I'm, I'm not advocating, um, you know, time on Instagram or not spending time on Instagram, but I'm just using that as an example because I know a lot of people, that's where they'll go to, right? I'm the same. I'll just start scrolling or look out the window or whatever. So um, identifying the time in which you are at your lowest and then thinking about the activity you can do to boost yourself. So for me, I tend to like to exercise at lunchtime. Um, That enables me to sort of kick on with my afternoon with a little bit more energy than I otherwise would have. So um, I will put that in my diary so that I know it's going to happen. Uh, again, I know it's difficult, particularly let's call it if you're a stay-at-home parent with toddlers, you 
having a schedule is like usually it gets thrown out the window because you're at the beck and call of your toddler. So, you know, this is a picture perfect for everyone, but maybe then if the toddlers are home and they've got a nap time and you can't necessarily leave the house and go for a run, but maybe that's your opportunity to stop and I don't know, meditate or if you like baking, I don't know, bake something or, you know, whatever um, during that time. But again, it's being deliberate and sort of knowing the times that you might have to be able to sort of achieve that that thing that you want to do for yourself. I think if we kind of don't, if we're not really that deliberate and we're kind of just flutzing along and getting swept up by the tide and, you know, with what the kids need and what work needs and things like that, yeah, I mean, it can feel like you're just kind of going along and perhaps not achieving the things that you want to be achieving Having said that, I do feel as though often I am told you're too structured and uh, you should go with the flow more. So, uh, you know, this is certainly not a one size fits all solution, but it is something that, as I said, because of the coaching clients that I've got and they do have certain goals that they're trying to achieve, call it within their businesses, within their relationship, et cetera, um, you know, in trying to achieve those goals, we have sort of, that's the point of coaching, right? You you sort of identify actions that you can do frequently to enable yourself to achieve these goals. Um, another talking about sort of frequent actions, for those of you who might have a interest that you're wanting to pursue, I mean, more recently, I've actually received a lot of DMs from other podcasters, for example, who are like, look, you know, I started a podcast, um, I don't know, a year ago, I've got 20 episodes. And I'm just wondering, like, how, when did you start getting real good recognition for your podcast? When did you start working with brands? When did you start making money from your podcast? Things like that. Um, yours might not be a podcast thing. Maybe there's something else that you're trying to do as well um, in on the sidelines. So one thing I will say with people who do have that, that passion um, initiative that they're working on is small actions frequently versus feeling like you need half a day to smash out something, right? So for me with the podcast, I was very much um, working on it in small snippets often because I do have my day job in property. Often it was a Saturday morning for an hour or two. I was fortunate that I did have Jules, my hubby to look after the kids. I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning, try to smash that out till eight. And then I could be back with the family after that. Um, you know, identifying the, the and the, even two hours is an absolute luxury for some people. An hour, you know, might be all that they can manage. But the point is, if you can try to do that frequently, these small steps will get you there. And as far as, okay, so when does the recognition come? When do I start being successful in this? When did, you know, and I'm the most impatient person in the world. And I probably had similar questions after having a podcast for a year. There's a huge amount of work involved. Um, It's not just having a chat like this. It's once you've had the chat, it's, getting it audio tuned. It's doing all the Instagram stuff for it. It's pushing it out to your community. It's putting it on YouTube if that's how you want to go. It's, you know, and then it's trying to kind of promote yourself as well. Like there is a lot involved um, in something even that seems simple like a podcast, right? So um, I was like, well, I'm doing all this work. Like surely what, you know, why isn't anyone paying attention and why aren't I getting the validation from the universe that I'm on the right path? Um, What I will say and what I've noticed from other business owners as well, um, even my sister, 
Michelle, she uh, recently got um, awarded Forbes 30 under 30 uh, for her business. And okay, that's great. A lot of people would see that and go, oh, wow, she's, you know, killing it. Certainly not an overnight success. You know, I was there with her when she was coming to my house and she was, you know, um, just feeling really down even before having started the business, but she knew she wanted to do something. And then when she did start the business, there's the ebbs and flows that are involved. And so many times you have that self-doubt. Is it even worth it? Why am I bothering? That's how she felt. That's how I feel. That's how a lot of my clients who have businesses feel, right? So that is so normal. What makes you successful is sticking with it and just looking for the tiny nuggets of validation you might get along the way. So to those people who contacted me and said, how soon till I'm successful as a podcaster? I mean, to be real, I've had this podcast for nearly three years and only now am I starting to get kind of, I guess, wider recognition from the media and other podcasters as well. And actually, to be fair, only now have I decided to, you know, reach out to other podcasters and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can I come onto your podcast and talk about it? And, you know, I've only now had the opportunity to do that because I've been so busy just trying to get the engine going with just trying to produce episodes and get them out to the world that I hadn't even thought about my outreach strategy and outreaching to brands and all of that. So it's only just happened now. And fortunately, I'm getting, you know, the product is being really well received, which is fair fantastic. And I think that's what people are seeing and going, oh, you seem to be doing pretty well. So like, you know, did it take you, how long did that take? Like, you know, what's the secret? And I think really the secret is going back for the to-, to the topic that I'm discussing today. I was so deliberate with my time. I prioritized the hell out of being able to make time for this initiative that I had. I was deliberate with my energy and where I was going to put it and what I was going to do during the times that I, the limited time that I did have to do this. And also I was consistent. So for so many years, you know, you put out podcast episodes, for example, and you hear nothing like, you know, might get one friend every now and then, oh, that was a good episode, but that's kind of it. People might kind of like or comment on Insta a little, but that's kind of it. Right. And I think this is where people go, oh, I tried it. Wasn't, didn't really work. No one cared, or it's just not, I'm not making money yet. So I'll just leave it. And and to be fair, I've actually looked at a lot of podcasts out there um, to, to go on to, and I'm like, oh, this looks like a good one. And then I'll be like, oh, after 35 episodes, they've stopped. And I'm like, you know, and obviously people have different circumstances and there could be many reasons as to why that podcast stopped. But I guess the point I'm making here is that I'm assuming a percentage of those podcasters went, this is, it's just not for me for whatever reason. It's, I'm not getting the benefit that I was looking for, you know, so it just doesn't make sense for me to continue. I have continued (laughs) and, uh, you know, although I think the first podcast episode only like my mum and a couple of friends listened to, although now it is our most listened to episode, but you know, the point I'm making is way back when no one knew what I was doing and I just put out this podcast episode, I just kept going. Um, and I think having that resilience and just knowing that, okay, I believe in what I'm doing, um, will essentially get you, get you, you know, quite far. Um, so, well, I went off on a little bit of a tangent there because I was really just trying to bring you a little bit of content around how I guess I juggle it all, how I, you know, 
um, encouraging others to to do so in achieving certain goals that they might have for themselves. Uh, and I guess that the, the final thing I'll leave you with is um, if you haven't even really thought about what is it that I want to achieve or, you know, and that's so fine if you, you don't have anything that you necessarily want to achieve from a, I don't know, passion project perspective or a work perspective and perhaps, you know, you're mainly home with the kids and your thing, what you want to achieve is just, good, you know, well, good well-being because, I mean, let's be real, being a stay-at-home parent is the hardest job in the world and, you know, it is an achievement to feel grounded and, you know, good within yourself um, when, you know, you're getting pulled each way all the time by your children. Um, you know, obviously it goes without saying we love our kids and there's so many moments of happiness, etc., with them. However, it can feel a very all-consuming task. So, you know, maybe the goal there would be, yeah, I want to just feel more grounded day to day. For those of you who have ambitious career goals, etc., you know, things to just sort of think about with, okay, maybe you're not achieving the results as quickly as you would like, or maybe on the day-to-day you feel like rubbish. Okay, that's so normal too. But this in this episode, I guess I'm just trying to encourage you to, to stop, think, recalibrate, and sort of really be mindful of where you're spending your time and how you can better spend your energy on the daily. All right, guys, I hope that was of some benefit uh, to you all. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I will catch you all very soon. Bye.